The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with college football legend and actor Darnell Autry and football coaching genius J.D. Harris. Outside the Spotlight is your source for the latest news about what the stars of the past are up to today, as well as unique insights into the current worlds of sports and entertainment. Now, here's Darnell and J.D. Ah, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I am your host, Darnell Autry. Uh, I'm jo- I am I'm solo today, uh, J.D. Deezer is uh, back in the shy, um, visiting family, so hopefully uh, uh, he is uh, had a safe journey and is uh, enjoying himself in the shy. Uh, I want to start this first show, start the show off as I always do, thanking my guy Grant. Um, you the man, I appreciate all your efforts and all your hard work, and I, I, I assure you that at some point, sometime during in the near future, it's all going to pay off, all right? I, I assure you, I promise you that. It, this is recorded, so trust it, uh, Grant. Trust it. All right. Um, yeah. So I was going to start the show off uh, with a moment of silence, but uh, actually, I think I'm going to save that for the very end because I, uh, you know, have some thoughts and some things that I kind of want to share about that. Uh, but let's get right into it. I mean, week three results. <laughs> All I can say is, wow. I mean, week three results of the NFL, I, <laughs> I am 100% completely speechless. I mean, I, and that, and that's really tough for me, you know, cause I like to talk a lot. And I, that last week just left me completely speechless. By the way, though, I did win, uh, of my three fantasy leagues, I won. Ooh, I think I won two of the three. So I didn't do too bad fantasy, but man, uh, <laughs> uh, just to to go through some of the uh, the results. Uh, and again, the, some of these games, I just was like, "What?" Uh, I, I want to start with the Chiefs beating uh, New Orleans. I, I sincerely, truly, truly believe that New Orleans is in bad shape. I mean, and again, I apologize for being Captain Obvious, but man, are they in bad shape. And, you know, I think it's a lot more, obviously, I think it's a lot more than Sean Payton being there and a lot more than just Vilma being there. I think it's a whole uh, a group of things that are going on there, and I think that their defense needs a lot of work, clearly. Uh, and again, I'm not being Captain Obvious. I mean, actually, I am being Captain Obvious. I mean, everybody can see that. I mean, they are struggling mightily. And I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if if uh, uh, it's going to get any better for them this up and coming week. Um, who they got? Uh, um, hmm. Well, it might get better because they may have a bye week. <laughs> so yeah, so they they got a bye week. So yeah, so if you got a bye week, that means you can't lose. So or do they have a bye week? 
Wait. Mm, no, they don't. No, they don't. Check that. I know they wish they had a bye week because they go into Green Bay, who, again, lead, this, this then leads me into the rant that I was waiting all week, well, since since Thursday, no, since Monday night, this, this rant that I've been ready to go off on for the whole week, that fiasco that happened up in Seattle, uh, it's been all over the news. It's all over the Internet. Again, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not telling you anything that anybody hasn't heard about. But I'll tell you what, that was an absolute and positive mess. And I left that game feeling all kinds of uh, disappointed, discouraged. Uh, I was sad. Uh, I was uh, embarrassed. Uh, and, and, again, I'm not... I, I wasn't embarrassed for for the players. I wasn't embarrassed for the refs. I was more embarrassed for all of the NFL. I mean, we the leagues, these major leagues in this country work really, really hard to build a a, a, a fan base and an audience and and people that love to follow them and 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 buy their jerseys and really have you know and they build a brand and this brand is starts getting disseminated and 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 you know in this country you battle to be number one you know and we. And I say we because I was a part of the NFL for about 18 seconds, but we battled to 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 build that image to to fix that. You know, when we were in lockout last year, we were working on that to get that fixed, and we finally and we're back. Everybody's happy. Then all of a sudden, who knew? I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of people that knew that this ref thing might be a big deal, but I think I think the majority of the masses were like, "Wow, we're just happy that you know we got a full off season, the players are back." Um, they can train, so we're gonna, the quality of football is going to be so much better. Um, the guys are going to be better prepared. It's going to be awesome. I mean, with the exception of a couple teams that come into this this year, you know, with new looks and new challenges and new issues. Uh, but we worked so hard to build that brand and to to make it the best product you can possibly make it. And when I watched that game Sunday night or Monday night, it just it just made me sad because I felt like, wow, we took three or four, five, ten steps back from where we were, you know, even last year when we like, oh, this is a you know shortened season and blah blah blah, and we're you know people are getting hurt more and blah blah blah. To take to to make this move to to have the refs and have put put the NFL in a situation where the refs. Their lockout impacted the game. Now, again, the, the lead up for me, you know, I was like, well, there's nothing we can do. You know, it is what it is. Uh, preseason is fine. You know, they're going to get something done. Then this, then the, the season started and, and, and there were some calls out there. You were like, oh, yeah, that would have been kind of tough probably for, you know, even the veterans to make. Uh, and then, and then you kind of saw some other calls that were like, ah, oh, well, yeah, I'm sure the veterans will probably get to that conclusion faster. It's starting to drag the game out a little bit. And it's, and it's here and there. It's in different games. It's, you know, and I'm sure, and again, I, I, on my weekends, I like to watch all the games because again, I got my fantasy teams going. So I'm on these, I'm watching all the games. I'm looking at all the, I got eight, eight screens on this 52 inch TV at home and I'm just, I'm just, we're just panning through all of it, just looking at all of it, you know. Uh, so, you, you know, you get the calls here and there. You're like, okay, that's, you know, it's getting bad, but it's not overly terrible. But then you started noticing that, 
you know, now the players are recognizing that they have to, uh, you know, up their antics and, and, and there's more complaining now by the refs. I mean, by the coaches, there's more complaining by the players. The players are starting to realize that if they do more complaining, same with the coaches, that they get more calls. And, you know, now, now it's starting to spin slowly but surely out of control. This thing is just wibbling and wobbling, just a little bit getting a little bit out of control. And then you started seeing people getting, you know, taking big hits on people and, and they're not being called. And so then they're like, Oh, what's going on with that? And then it just slowly but surely just started flinging all over the place. And I, in my head right now, I got one of those, like those pottery. I don't know what they're called. The, the things that spin around like, like in ghosts where they were doing the, <laughs> they were doing the pottery and they are making the bowls or whatever. And you know, you shape it with your hands and all that, the clay bowls or whatever. This thing in my head, I see this thing, this bowl started out kind of wibbling and wobbling, and now, slowly but surely, it's no longer bowl-shaped. It's kind of like just this mass kind of, and then it starts slowly but surely flipping all over the place. And then the this, the this Monday night game just threw all the clay all over everything. I mean, just flipped the clay everywhere. Just This thing just exploded on national TV in front of everybody. People sat there and and... You, you didn't have to be a football fan uh or or uh you know an insider to really see that this 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 just doesn't seem right you know even if it was the first time you watched the game you'd sit there and go wow what is going on like how what wait what's happening how come that happened i mean even people that are seasoned that played and people that are big fans i mean fans since they were kids sat there and go what wait what what's going on what's happening and and the sad part about that is that Seattle actually played their asses off. I mean, they played a great defensive game. I mean, they came out. I mean, that guy, I mean, he had, what, seven, eight sacks? What's the kid's name? Oh, man, i got to find this kid's name. And I call him kid because he's younger than I am. But clearly a grown man with uh, hair all on his chest with, with that kind of performance. Uh, what is the kid's name? Uh, I don't know, I'll find it in, in, somewhere in the show. But, I mean, you know, he has five or six sacks in this one game. I mean, it's like Green Bay can't block him to save his, save their souls. AR's getting knocked down and, like, going, wow, this is crazy. And, you know, you I've never seen, you know, Green Bay look so bad on offense and they're just not clicking on all cylinders and things, balls are getting batted down. I mean, it just, things are just going crazy, you know. But it's completely and utterly marred. Seattle's performance is completely marred by the refs, by the calls, by um, the controversy, by um, um, phantom non-calls and phantom calls, and, and, and I mean, just it just got it just got over the top, and then it came to a huge like cluster at the very end when you know. And, and I like the guy. I think he's. I, I, I like the quarterback for uh, for Seattle. I think he's. I think he's got some real talent. Russell Wilson and JD called it. You know, two three weeks ago before the season started, he's like, listen, this Russell Martin guy. He's going to be a star. He's going to be the man. He's going to get a start. I'm like, eh, I don't know. They kind of they paid a lot of money for Matt Flynn, and and you know they got Hassel back up there and blah blah blah. He's like, no, this guy's a star. And of course. You know, last preseason game, he goes off, gets named starter, and, and the rest is history. So I really liked him, and I really thought, wow, you know, he's he's doing a great job. And, you know, I think 
you know, he's going to put him in a position, again, end of the game, we'll see what happens. I mean, okay, leading up to the game, there was a couple of phantom calls. He's like, okay, here we go. What's this going to be? It's going to be something. It's got to be what's going to happen, you know. And when he rolled out, again, I read somewhere that he called the wrong play and, you know, some guys went the wrong side of the field and blah, 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 and he rolls out. And he hauls it up in the air, and in my mind, I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. I, I I did watch the Detroit game where they batted it down and went into the into Titus Young's hands. He you know lands in the end zone touchdown. I'm like, ah, maybe it could be something like that, but I doubt it. I could, I you know, and I got all these thoughts in my head about how this thing's going to play itself out. And again, you know, I love moments in life where you have. You couldn't have, you couldn't write this if you tried. I mean, even if the most creative person on the planet couldn't have been like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Russell Wilson's going to roll out, right? And he's going to throw it into the end zone, right? And then there's going to be a pass interference, but they're not going to call that. I mean, he's going to shove him blatantly. The guy's going to go flying in front of the pack, which is fine. Then what we're going to have is we're going to have the defensive guy actually catch the ball, right? Make the interception. We're going to have the other guy just put his arm in there and then put his arm around the guy and then the refs are going to say the offense caught the ball simultaneously and the game went the game's over you could you couldn't have written that even if you tried you could have been like oh that's there's no way that's first of all it's so improbable it's just just dumb it doesn't even make sense i mean if i told my friends that i'd be like listen i'm going to write this show i'm going to write this this football movie and this is how the the, the game's going to end they'd be like that's just dumb cuz Games can't end like that. I mean, first of all, it's interception. It's done. I mean, if he catches the ball and the guy's got his arm around him, how are they going to call it a – so so that happens, right? So that happens, and and I'm sitting there, and, of course, you know, the famous picture of one of the refs calling it, you know, ball, blowing the ball dead because it's, you know, clearly a turnover. The other one's, you know, throwing his arms up for a touchdown. And I'm like, wait, what? what's going on? And then – when one guy put his arms up and the other guys, the, the whole crowd, I mean, it was like the stadium jumped out of their seats. Coaches run off the sidelines. They run all the way to him. There's guys all over. I mean, there's refs are standing in the middle. There's a scrum going on. There's guys from the sidelines running off. The coaches are standing in the middle of the scrum. I'm like, what is going on? The, the refs lost all kinds of control. Then they finally get everything sorted out, kind of, I guess. Get everybody on the sidelines or whatever. Now, meanwhile, the whole stadium is celebrating, and so are Seattle because they they thought they 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 won. And then to top it all off, okay, so there's confusion. Everybody's like, oh, okay, everybody's like, oh, there's no way that's an interception. Whatever, you know, that's an interception. Everybody knows it. They're going to reverse this call. So then they go and they review it, and then they come back and and they got it's classic. The the refs are standing there. Pete Carroll standing in the same screen, right? And they make the announcement like, you know, after further review, the play stands. He throws his hands up. Pete Carroll throws his hands up, and everybody's cheering and going crazy. And everyone, everyone that's watching this thing on TV, everyone that's, like, watching the replays in the booth there at the place, they're just like, what? Uh, the announcers are pissed. I mean, it was, it was truly, truly a fiasco. It really was, man. And, and you know, and on that note, I'm gonna take a break. I'll come back. I gotta wrap it up with that that fiasco. But it just, it just did something to me that just I, I, I don't know. I was, I was bent out of shape. But I'll be back. <laughs> 
Voice of America, OTS, Erno Autry. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstandtenfootball.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Uh, so I just wanted to wrap up the, the Seattle fiasco, and I want to cap it off by saying that I told J.D. last week, I said, J.D., Seattle, the crazy things have happened in Seattle. I'm just saying it's just one of those places. It's really loud, and sometimes they pull off wins that you know they ain't supposed to have and blah, 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 and I think that just proved my point. Uh, it, it, it left me speechless, and, and and it honestly left me feeling like um, uh, I was really sad, and like I said before, and I was really sad and really kind of depressed, and and, and kind of uh, I was almost in my head like, you know, I'm just done with this. I I how how now now the refs have cost a game, like they have they and the NFL prides itself on this, and every game matters. There's only six, 16 games in the season. Every game matters. The the importance of every game is huge, whether it's inner league, whether it's outer league. It's it, it, Every game matters. Every game is super, super important. And to have a game now, the refs cost uh, Green Bay a loss. I mean, that's huge. And now Seattle has a tiebreaker, and now who knows what to do about Arizona. If Arizona and, and all three of them end up in a tie, I mean, just because now Seattle got that. I mean, it just, the, the implications go on and on and on. Who, who knows what it's going to turn out to be? And I, and I like I said, and at, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm like, I'm done with this. I can't, I can't handle this. I, I mean, as much as I love my fantasy and I love being in the leagues with, with, with the people that I'm in with, I, I can't, I can't. I can't feel good about 
the situation that's that that is the NFL right now. I I can't feel good about it. I just I just can't feel good. I, f- I don't feel right. I mean, it's it's games are being being lost now. These guys are are not protecting the players like they should. I mean, it just I was like, I'm done, done, done with them. Keep it. I'll give you my money for all my fantasy leagues. I'm just done. I'm not. I, I'm just disappointed. Whatever. And then they made a deal and they figured it out and I think enough people had enough uproar and I think some of the owners like, wow, what if we were on the losing end of that? And they're like, oh, God, we got to do something because now we're really getting tarnished and the whole world watched that game on Monday night and the whole world is not pleased with it. So we got to get the refs in. So I'm glad the regular refs are, are back. I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, they've, they've sorted it out. Uh, they, I, I didn't get a chance to, to catch last night's game. I, I do know that Baltimore dominated, which I thought they would. Um, Baltimore beat Cleveland, which I think both me and JD also picked. So, uh, you know, okay. I'm, I'm back to, we'll see how it goes. It, and I know that I heard rumors that Ed Hockey Lees and his, and his crew were, uh, you know, uh, you know, keeping an eye up, keeping their skills sharp by recording the games and then mock calling them. And then, and then Ed Hockley's was, was connecting with other refs to make sure that their skills stay sharp. And so I, I, I'm really, really encouraged. And I think that it's, it's really finally, I mean, it's, let's get back to, to the NFL. Let's get back to letting the players do what they do best. Uh, and, and let the game be decided by their efforts, uh, and, and by their schemes and, uh, uh, game plans and not, in the hands of guys that are not qualified. And again, I, I not mad at the refs. I think it is what it is. I mean, they are not prepared. They were not um, trained properly. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's going to be tons and tons of stories about how they were trained and where they came from and blah, 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 blah. And I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see some some guys were on the take. Some guys gambled on their games they refed. I mean, these are just regular guys. I mean, you know, you you pulled them out of the lingerie league and you you pulled them out of Division three high, you know, college and so on and so forth. And as a matter of fact, I don't think any of them, well, very few of them, were Division one because you know no one wanted to be a scab, no one wanted to cross that line because you did that, then you know, chances of you getting in the NFL. And I mean, so. Politically, I'm sure there's all these little things are going to probably spill out from this big fiasco. But again, luckily it's done by week three. Uh, and we go into week four with our guys fully ready to rock. Uh, quick brief overview of week three. And I, it, it's just, it's a very interesting league this year because who you think should be dominant, um, some are dominant and some are not. And I think it's very interesting. And I think this, this, you know, once we take the referee thing off the table, we can then start getting back into focusing on the games and the players and the teams and finding out what the real deal is with them and, and really get a chance to assess, you know, what's working and what's not working and, and why it's not working. And, uh, games of note that, that blew my mind, uh, uh, Minnesota beating, San, uh, San Francisco, and not just beating them, beating them well. I mean, beat, beating them handily. Like, like San Francisco did not look like the the San Francisco that that we know. And again, I, I'd seen some of the calls in there. You know, who knows? Uh, I, I I'm almost done talking about it. I just want to move on, if you will. So Minnesota beats 49ers, which is a huge, huge win for them. Uh, Tennessee Titans beat Detroit, and that went to overtime, which I thought was, that was a great game. 
absolutely great game, but Tennessee pulls it out. And Chris Johnson again, uh, there are, the, the world of fantasy football is pleading to you and to the team to let, put Chris Johnson in a better position where he can actually show out. Please, can you? Please. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that picked him up first round. They, they like him. They think he's talented. They know he can do what he does. And they just, I don't know if they're not putting him in a position to do that or whatever, but man, come on, Tennessee. Come on. Let Chris do his thing. Uh, Chiefs beating, you know, St. Louis, uh, beating New Orleans. And again, I, I called that. I thought that, I thought that the Chiefs were, uh, had a chance to, to stun them and they did. Um, but I, I think I might have changed it, you know, got talked out of it. But either way, Chiefs over New Orleans. And again, I think it speaks volumes about how much trouble, uh, the New Orleans Saints are in. Uh, Breeze is still Breeze. I mean, he's still doing his thing, but, Man, they're they're not the same. That is for sure. Uh, other scores: um, Giants pound uh, Panthers, thirty-six to seven, which is I mean, ugh, that was gross. Uh, Bears beat uh, St. Louis. Bills over the Browns, twenty-four to fourteen. Uh, Cowboys beat uh, the Buccaneers. Uh, Jags and my dad was all over that Jags uh, uh, Colts game. And again, me, me and my father, we we had fantasy last week. We were up against each other, and of course, I had to pound them because you know I don't take any mercy on family. Because why would I do that? Uh, so I pounded him, uh, but he had MJD, and MJD was running a running a muck all over uh, the Colts. And of course he he did his thing and my dad was bragging and all pumped up. But you know, he won that little war, but I won the full full well, he won that little battle and I won the full war. So okay, good work. Uh Jets over the Dolphins. That was a crazy, crazy game too. Uh Dolphins guy missed the field goal. Jets come out, they finally do kick a field goal. I mean, it was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh Bengals game, uh Bengals over the Redskins. That was crazy too. Bengals show out 38 to 38 to 31. Uh, Cardinals and Eagles. Cardinals absolutely positively pounded them. And JD called JD. He's like, Hey, I'm telling you, don't be surprised if the Cardinals don't come out and pound them. And what do they do? They absolutely pounded them. I mean, they, they had Vic all over the place. I mean, on the ground. I think he threw a pick. I think he threw a pick, almost a pick six. I mean, it was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, Needless to say, people around these parts are so pumped up about these cards, so excited. Uh, it's 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 awesome. It's it's a great it's a great place to be when your 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 hometown and your city and and the, the the team is winning and everybody's excited and everybody's optimistic and thinking you know big things like oh you know maybe we go to Super Bowl we're gonna be you know six and zero or seven and zero by the time we go to Green Bay and we're gonna be ready and blah blah blah. So I mean. I, I am cautiously optimistic, and I think it's great for the city. I think it's great for the team. I think it's great for the NFL because, again, the the the, the little known teams are coming out and they're they're getting hungry, and the smaller market teams are doing their thing. So I think it's great for the NFL, and I think it's I think it's great for the Cards. So let's do it. Uh, Atlanta over the Chargers, and that was just a beatdown. And I tell you what, Atlanta Falcons are a scary team because defensively they are tough, absolutely tough. They hold the Chargers to three points. I mean, I think they turned over Phillip Rivers two or three times. I mean, they just 
they just really caused havoc down there, and it was twenty-seven to three. I mean, they they held the Chargers to three, which was hardcore. Uh, Titans, uh, not Titans. Uh, Texans beat beat the Broncos, thirty-one uh, twenty-five. I still uh, again, I think Houston is a good team. Uh, they're good good defense uh, offensively. They've got some serious weapons. Obviously, Arian Foster is a, is a is a man child. Uh, and I just think Broncos go, the Broncos are still just trying to figure it out. Still trying to get their timing together. Still trying to get that figured out. Uh, Peyton still doesn't quite look like the Peyton of old. It's a lot of, um, a lot of dancing feet back there when he's, you know, backed in the pocket. And I think that has to do with, you know, the uncertainty of, you know, pocket, or the blocking and the timing. So I think, I think it's going to get, it's going to get better. Uh, but they still obviously need a lot of work. Uh, Raiders over the Steelers, which was a bit of a surprise. I really thought that Steelers were going to pull that out. And I'll tell you what, fantasy, if you played Ben Roethlisberger last week, man, he blew it up like 398 yards and four touchdowns, no picks. I mean, if anybody's curious, that's like 52 points. 52 points, depending on how good your team is, that's the same amount that five guys get. Five of your team can get you 50 points. And that wouldn't be a bad thing if your guys that got it were 10 apiece, right? I mean, you're talking a kicker that gives you 10, your defense gives you 10. You know, that's pretty standard. You get a tight end that gives you 10. I mean, it's, but he, by himself, 52. Huge. Absolutely huge. Um, and the Ravens over the, uh, over the Patriots. And that was a huge, large scoring game. I mean, 31-30. Uh, uh, I, I figured it would be a, a battle. I didn't realize it was going to be a scoring frenzy like that. But, uh, that was a really good game. Really entertaining to watch. Uh, so, needless to say, the results are in. And I ended up winning this week. Uh, I got six out of the 16. I got six right, 10 wrong. JD got five right, 11 wrong. So for those of you that are keeping score, uh, that's JD got week one and the D got week two and week three. Uh, I don't know that we'll be doing a week four since JD is not here to do his predictions. So uh, I'll just have to give you my picks and see how well I do. Uh, might be might be a little easier for me to think with him not here since he's not screaming in my head and yelling in my ears. <laughs> no, just kidding. But uh, yeah, I'll do my predictions and see how well I do um, this week. Uh, recap of the Thursday night game, which was last night's game again. Raven, uh, Ravens pound um, the the Browns. Uh, very physical physical game. Uh, I, I think I think. The quarterback for the Browns got a lot of growing, growing to do, but man, that Trent Richardson's is, he's, he's very, very talented. Super, super talented. I'm sure they gotta be really excited and hopefully they don't pound him into the ground in year one and year two and keep him as healthy as possible so he can be the star that he can be. So, um, we're gonna take another break. Uh, I'll go through my predictions and my thoughts on, uh, on week four. And we'll be back. Darnell Autry, Voice America, OTS. Be right back. Your 
Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Shantae. Appreciate that. <laughs> Better than Shantae. Uh, anyway... Uh, we just finished up the, uh, week three summary of the NFL, uh, the current standings again. Uh, JD, um, beat me week one with his picks. Uh, I beat him week two and week three. But let's be honest, we have not been doing all that well. I think, you know, last week I won seven. Uh, this week I only won six. So hopefully this week I'm going to do a lot better. Uh, JD's not here, so I'm going to try to get his picks uh, when I get off the air and see if we can't, uh, you know, at least he knows what it is and we can then we can discuss our picks next week uh, or the week after, depending on uh, when our next show is. Okay, so week four, looking ahead. Like I said, Thursday we already had the game. I think we both went with... Uh, with uh, the Ravens, so that's fine. Uh, Carolina at the Falcons. I'm going to say that Atlanta pounds them. Atlanta beats uh, Carolina by, hmm, I'm going to say, at least 17. You heard it from me first. At least 17. Because I feel like, you know, you get uh, you get uh, your boy Cam Newton all flustered and all riled up and uh, in a hostile environment, and playing in Atlanta is no joke. It's a dome. It's going to be loud. The fans are going to be excited. Defense is going to want to get after him. Uh, I think he throws at least two picks, too. So those two picks, Atlanta wins by 17. Uh, I think um, Matt Ryan has a field day on Carolina. Absolute field day. And I need that in my life, Matt Ryan. I got you in one of my fantasies, so let's let's do this. Make it happen. Um Patriots at the Bills. You know, I got a I got a close friend of mine who's a huge, huge Peyton, uh, Patriots fan. Huge, huge. I mean, got the Tom Brady jersey, got the whole thing. I mean, he's huge. From Boston, loves it. Got the accent and all that from Boston. Um, and he always he, he tells me, you know, that it's playing Buffalo playing New England is always one of those like 
strange. You just never know how the game's going to go. They always play really, really tough. Uh, and I'm saying Buffalo always plays them really, really tough. Uh, and, you know, he was saying that to me earlier in the week, and then I saw something on ESPN that said, like, they're like 14-1 and one against Buffalo. Uh, all, I think in the last uh, what, last five years or something, the last ten years. I, I mean, the, the, the record was, like, that slight. And I was thinking, like, wow, I don't know why I thought that when he was talking about how Buffalo played him tough and it's going to be a tough thing, I thought he was talking about, well, you know, they go up there and they sometimes drop games and, you know, and then they come home and Buffalo, you know, beats them at home. And, I mean, I thought I was, he was tossing it back and forth like that. No, no, it, New England's pretty dominant over Buffalo. Uh, and I think maybe he was just talking about how tough they play them, that you just never know. But I'm taking the Patriots. Uh, I don't. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair because the Patriots always end up in a high-scoring affair. So I'm thinking... High scoring affair. It's going to be like a, oh, let's see, 28, 32, 34 type game uh, with the Patriots winning. Uh, so I got the Patriots. Uh, Vikings at the Lions. Hmm, I think that's going to be a tougher game. Uh, I think the thing that's going to hurt the Lions, obviously, is depending on how good, how. What's Stafford's hamstring really like? Uh, I've had some hamstring issues before. Uh, I think every athlete has at some point in their career. They're no joke. Uh, they're nothing fun. Uh, and they can, they can turn bad on you really, really quickly. So when you feel good and you feel like you can really do it, you open up and then that thing pulls up again and you're down another week. I mean, it could be a real, depending on how serious it is, it could be a really tough, uh, tough uh, injury to deal with so uh, I, I i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with minnesota and i'm gonna say minnesota's d uh makes the difference uh i think that how they're doing offensively uh ponderosa and that's that's uh christian ponder's new name i've given it to him it's ponderosa is his new name uh i think ponderosa is getting better i think he's really really absolutely positively um He's athletic. I mean, I was really impressed with the last play. There was a play last week that he had. He ran like 30, 40 yards and actually looked like he had some wheels on him. So I'm like, okay, Ponderosa, do your thing then. So I, I like it. I, I think I like it. And I and AP needs it. AP needs a quarterback that can actually make plays. Um, you know, they can't line up 9, or nine 10 in the box. I love what Percy Harvin's doing. I love that they're trying to get him involved, doing screens and all that stuff. He's just a man child, Percy Harvin. So I'm going to take Minnesota uh, at Detroit. I know my sister hates it because, uh, uh, no, Candace hates it because she's got uh, uh, boy Stafford as a, as a quarterback in her fantasy. So he needs to show up this week. He hasn't had such a good outing the last couple of weeks. Uh, Chargers at Chiefs. Man, I think that the Chiefs absolutely positively pound them. At home. And I know that the Chargers are pissed. I get it. I know that they're upset. I know they got a lot of changes they need to make. I know they're going to upgrade this, that, and the other thing, and so on and so forth. But I'll tell you what, again, playing at Arrowhead or in in Chiefs, uh, at the Chiefs, man, they travel really well. Kansas City fans, they are the Chiefs fans are huge. And they're going to be all over them, screaming their head off. I, I think that... Uh, San Diego really struggles there, and I think that they, you know, Chiefs defense goes off 
Uh, I think the game goes 14, 21-14, 28-14, something like that. Uh, with, I think, the Chiefs that Tom Bahali gets after uh, um, Phillip Rivers and, and gets him rattled a little bit. So uh, I'm going with uh, the Chiefs at home. Seattle at the Rams. Hmm. I think that I think that Seattle's gonna. Uh, I'll give it to the Seattle. I think I'll take Seattle on this one. Uh, I think they're kind of they need. I think they need to go out and prove that they're as good as 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 they looked, uh, regardless of what the outcome was, regardless of whether or not they actually did or didn't win that game, which they did not. But I think. Uh, They've got a lot to prove. I think as a team, they're going to go, well, listen, this is what we got to do. We got to go out and prove that, you know, we're capable of making those kinds of plays and having them be legitimate plays. So I think, uh, I think Seattle goes out focused, ready to rock. I think Marshawn Lynch is going to be prepared to do his thing. Um, and I, so I, I got Seattle at the, at St. Louis Rams. 49ers at the Jets. Whew. I, I think that this is going to be a tough game for, uh, for the 49ers, uh, I think that they got they got beat uh, out physical in Minnesota. I think that uh, the Jets playing at the Jets is no joke. I think that this Jets team uh, is is building its confidence. Although you don't have any uh, uh, Revises out, which is <sighs> that's tough. Uh, but I think that luckily, I, I don't think 49ers have, has a receiver that is one of those big main dominant guys. I think, I like Crabtree. I do like, uh, what's the other kid that they have? Um, I like Williams. Uh, he's, he's good. Uh, and also, I think they also have, uh, they have Randy Moss, which I think is, uh, I haven't seen him make much of a difference, but I think he can be. I think he can make a difference. So, uh, but I, I still take the Jets. Jets at home against San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Tennessee at Houston. Uh, again, I think Houston wins this game, but I think that, and, and I was, I was doing a lot of reading and research and, and, and listening to a variety of different folks that I kind of, I trust their opinion. And, and I think the consensus on, uh, on Tennessee is that they don't have as many, um, they don't have very many weapons. Flat out, uh, I think with Kenny Britt coming back and and working on it, that, that Kendall Wright he needs to get you know uh, back in the mix. He needs to get in the mix a little more. Um, and I think that uh, hopefully this that last win you know builds up Jake Locker and that crew because I think in order for that uh, then then Chris Johnson can then do his thing. But until further notice, I think defenses are going to be playing them eight in the box. And, and making making uh, the rookie, the quarterback, make plays. And I think until he can prove that he can make those plays, he proved that he can, you know, uh, you know, take on blitzes and and make the right decision, and and the wide receivers can make a play on it, and Kenny Britt can stay out of jail and stop messing up all the damn time. You know, I I think they got a chance. I mean, they they've got some they've got some nice little pieces in there, but. <sighs> Until then, I think Tennessee's going to struggle uh, unless they can unless they can pull off what they did last week, where it was a bunch of you know strange things, kickoff returns, and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, strange you know really make the game muddy and messy, and 
you know, do some get some turnovers and have special teams show up. I mean, but I think at home Houston's going to be extremely tough, extremely tough to beat. So I'm taking Houston. Uh, Oakland at Denver. I'm kind of excited to see this game because this is the first time that I think that Peyton Manning is is in a game where the rivalry um, is is deep. I mean, the rivalry is long and deep, and it goes beyond. And it's deeper than just Peyton Manning. It's a, it's deeper than the current players right now. This goes back years and years and years. I think this game is going to be a, a real experience, a real eye opener for Peyton Manning uh, and crew. They, who's who's trying to figure out the timing and try to put together a, a game plan. So I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a really tough physical game. I know the Oakland's going to want to go in there and uh, muddy up things uh, as well. Again, feeling pretty good about themselves after their big win last week over uh, the Steelers. Um, but I just don't think that it's going to be enough. Uh, to beat the Broncos at home. Uh, I think Peyton Manning is due for another big game because um, he struggled mightily for the last, you know, for the last week or so. So uh, I, I, I'm going with uh, with the Broncos. Uh, take the Broncos at home. Uh, Dolphins at the Cards. They come here to uh, University of Phoenix Field. If the Dolphins were better offensively, I think they may no, no, not even then. Uh I actually take the Cardinals. And the Cardinals will be four and zero after this week. I mean that's that's awesome. That's that's absolutely positively incredible. I think that it's great, like I said before, it's great for the city, great for the fans. Uh look forward to seeing that go down. Um Cincinnati at the Jaguars. Uh, I take the Cincinnati, even though I think that uh, uh, MJD is going to have a big game. Uh, I still take Cincinnati. I think they got too many weapons, and I think Jarvis Green Ellis, the law firm, is really was needed for sure to to make a difference for uh, AJ Green and Andy Dalton. So uh, I take Cincinnati. I'm gonna take another break, uh, finish up the predictions, uh, wrap this thing up with a little bit of college ball and how how the Big Ten is doing. Uh, and then we'll uh, wrap up the show. All right, so take a break. Bernard Audrey, Voice America, OTS. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports sports 
You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. Hey, we're back. Uh, I was doing my, I was going through my predictions, uh, for week four of the NFL week. Uh, I ended with, uh, Cincinnati at Jacksonville and actually take, uh, Cincinnati, uh, over, uh, Jacksonville, even though, again, I think, uh, MJD is gonna have a field day. Uh, he's been, I mean, he's been getting better and better every week. I mean, 30 points last week, 24 the week before. I mean, he's just been, or more the week before. I really wasn't paying attention, but, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been, he's been on a tear. So I think he's going to continue to get better. Uh, but unfortunately, Gabbard is still like Gabbard. So that's that, Blaine Gabbard. So I go with Cincinnati. Uh, Saints at, uh, the Packers. I think the Packers are pissed. Then they should be. That sucks. I hate it for them, but it is what it is. Now they got to move on, move forward and, and, um, get back to Packer football. So Saints at the Packers. Um, I know that the Saints are going to want to have a good showing. Uh, I know that they think that this could be their opportunity to break out of this, out of this rut, this 0-3, uh, rut. And I know that they think, you know, this would be a great opportunity in, in Green Bay. Defense is not as good. We've got a, not, a lot of nice weapons. Uh, I think we can do it. Uh, uh, the problem is that it's still AR and company, and they uh, are really tough at home. Really, really tough at home. So I'm going with Green Bay on that one, and it will be mind-boggling to see New Orleans Saints go 0 and 4. I don't. I, I mean, I have to have. To, I have to talk to my statistician about that. Uh, when was the last time that you know New Orleans was 0 and 4? I'd like to talk to my statistician and when last time Drew Brees. I don't know that he's ever been 0 and 4. I mean, that's, I mean, even at Purdue, they've had some rough years, but I don't think he's ever been 0 and 4. That's, that's ugly. So, uh, I think they go on 4. <laughs> that being said, long story shorted, uh, I think they go on 4. Um, Washington at Tampa Bay. Ugh, man. Um, hmm. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, let me see. I think I take, uh, I'll take Washington. Uh, I take the Redskins to beat Tampa. Uh, I think again, I think that game's going to be pretty high scoring. Uh, I think that, um, both these are a bit suspect. So I'm going to go with, uh, the Redskins. Uh, Giants and the Eagles. Love, love, love this battle. Always have, always will. Uh, it just, it's one of those classic rivalries that I think that just each team tends to get up for each other and, and I love it. I think it's, I, I love this rivalry. I think it's going to be great. Um, I am going to take the Giants because I do think that if Michael Vitz gets knocked around a couple times by the Giants, it's going to be a real, real problem. It's going to be a real, real issue. Real issue. So, uh, I got the Giants in that one, even though, I'd love to see the Eagles pull that off, but I think the Giants can approve too much for them. Monday Night Football, another another head knocking uh, rivalry, which I love. 
Um, Bears at the Cowboys. Man, that's going to be a huge game. I'm super, super pumped. Makes my Mondays awesome. Uh, I'm going to take the... I think no forte, uh, Dallas at home. I think I take Dallas. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I got a lot of Bears people out there like, what, what is wrong with you? You play for me. I know, I know. I get that. I get that. But I'm going to go with, uh, the home team, Tony Romo and crew. I think they've got too much, uh, too much talent, uh, offensively for the Bears. And, uh, I just think, you know, I hope that I hope the Cutler and, and them get that get that offense figured out because it's just a it's a cluster it's <laughs> it is it's a bit of a mess so hopefully they get that whole thing uh, solved uh, and I, on a side note I will say that uh, another person that I know that drafted that traded for Cutler I mean he <laughs> he he comes to me today and he goes hey I I think I made the the worst trade in the history of fantasy football. And now that I think about it, it probably is the worst trade in fantasy football. He traded uh, Jay Cutler for Eli Manning. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, it is not working out for him. And so he's suffering the consequences of that. So, Bears at the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys at home. All right. So we marked that, noted it. Got it all figured out. I got my predictions. They're all in. So I'm going to get JD's uh, sometime this week so that that way we can still go on with our, our, uh, our predictions and, uh, and figure it all out. Uh, college, uh, you know, we don't normally get, get a shot to, to get into the college much. Uh, so I'm going to touch on it briefly, but I'm going to touch on it briefly, uh, Darnell style. <laughs> <laughs> which means that uh Darnell style means that he will be that I will be I think it's funny that people talk about themselves in third person I think that's awesome. <laughs> uh so Darnell will be going at it from a Big 10 standpoint. Um first of all I got to say that my cats are 4-0 which is awesome. Uh feeling pretty good about ourselves. We got Indiana this week. We're feeling I'm feeling really really confident about that. Indiana's 2 and I think they were 2 and 1. I'm feeling really good about our chances at Indiana. Uh, I think actually I think Indiana comes to us, which I think is even better. So, we're 4 and 0. So, let's talk about the Big 10 real briefly. Uh with, there's only three teams in all the Big 10 that are undefeated, right? There's Ohio State, which is ranked number 14, Wildcats, which aren't ranked, Minnesota, which isn't ranked. And then you got a three and one, and you got two three and ones that are ranked. You got Nebraska that's ranked three and one. They're ranked twenty two. Michigan State that's ranked three and one, and uh, they're number twenty. So the highest. So right now in all of the Big Ten, there's only three teams that are that are ranked, and that's not awesome. That's that's pretty poor. If if I had to say so myself. Um, right now in the leader division, we got Ohio State that's leading at four and four and zero. Oh. Wisconsin at three and one, Purdue at two and one, Indiana two and one, Illinois is two and two, and of course Penn State's two and two. We knew that was going to be a uh, tough, uh, tough, tough year for them. It's going to be a tough couple of years for them. I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, and then in the Legends uh, Legends Division, Northwestern's leading that four and zero, oh. Minnesota's four and zero, oh. uh, Nebraska again. Like I said, they're three and one. 
Michigan State is three and one, and Michigan is two and two, and Iowa is two and two. Uh, we go into Indiana this week, which I think is huge, uh, and I believe that Minnesota has Iowa. So if I can get Minnesota to knock off Iowa, uh, or if I can get Iowa to knock off Minnesota, we go five and zero. Oh. I mean, six games makes us bowl eligible, and I hopefully, 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 I know Pat's getting them primed and ready to rock. I hope that this is uh, our year to uh, get to a bowl game and, and finally win it. Win one in, what, since 49. I mean, we played Cal uh, in 1949, and I think we won that game like, it was like 13 to 6 or something, or 16 to 19. or It was it was a low-scoring 6 to 9, so it was a low-scoring game, but um, we won it back in the day. So hopefully this year is our year to uh, to win a bowl game. Uh, the last minute I'm going to spend, uh, there was a body found in uh, Lake Michigan. Uh, it's the body of a missing Northwestern student, uh, Harsha uh, Mandula. Um, they're still investigating uh, what happened to him. Uh, he was missing. He went missing last Thursday. Well, he's been missing for a week, so they found him Thursday morning uh, in the harbor up in Wilmette. Um uh, the ME says that right now it's uh, he was rat ruled a drowning. Uh, of course, the family and all his friends, you know, we all want answers. So I want to take a moment, really quickly, to do a moment of silence uh, for uh, Harsha Mandula. We're back. Um, I want to thank everybody um, for uh, joining us this week. Um, my thoughts um, and, and prayers go out to uh, Mandula Harsha's family. I know it's got to be tough. He was a sophomore, uh, 19 years old. Um, from all, all accounts, he was a well-liked uh, student there. So uh, he'll be missed. And uh, hopefully they, they get some resolution for the family and figure out actually what happened uh, to this young man. And I want to thank everybody uh, for taking a few minutes out of your day to spend it with me here on the show. Uh, we will be back next week. Well, actually, you know, we won't be back next week. Actually, next week I'm going to be uh, actually announcing a sports game, a uh, sports high school football game uh, here in the Valley. So uh, we're going to miss probably next week. Uh, but we'll be back uh, the following week, uh, hopefully with some uh, more predictions. And what we're going to do is we're going to write down our predictions and and make sure we keep up to, you know, keep up to the tally so that when JD gets back, which will be in a couple of weeks, uh, we can we can still compare notes and uh, and go from there. So thank you all very very much for joining us, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Be back, Arnold Autry. West America ATS. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.